0: Hello, and welcome to the Uneasy Terrain Explorers Club podcast, the place where curiosity is welcomed and no topic is too taboo to tread. I'm your host, Jonathan Doe, and today I'm sitting here over Skype with Yaron, the OG horror YouTuber behind the channel Horrible Reviews. How are you doing today, man?
1: Uh, no, thanks for the introduction. I'm doing pretty good. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. I, I'm, I appreciate you taking the time to sit down and talk with me today.
1: Oh, um, yeah, no, I'm excited. um lo- Love your channel, love your stuff, and, uh, you know, we've been talking a little more recently uh, because of some stuff we did together, and, um, yeah, no, when you invited me for this, I'm like, yeah, of course, I'll, I'll sit down and have a little talk.
0: <laughs> so yesterday you dropped an ep- epic collaboration video featuring horror YouTubers from all over the world, and something that I'm very honored that you invited me to be a part of, and that is definitely something that I want to talk to you about today. But before we really get into that, I kind of want to know a little bit about your history. Uh, what is your earliest memory of being a horror fan? And when did you first discover that you had an interest in horror?
1: Um, yeah, i excited to talk about the, uh, the the collab as well. But let's start at the beginning. Um, when people ask me, like, like, oh, what's your first horror movie, this and that, I usually bring up this story. Maybe if people listen and they're familiar with me, they, they they've heard the story before. It, was, it, it must have been, like, in the late 90s when um, Scream was just released on, uh, on home video. And I, was, I, was, I must have been, like, around, like, 11, maybe. And my parents rented it just, like, for, like, a movie night, for, just for them, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was just about to head up to bed, and, like, from halfway up the stairs, like, I saw the opening scene. You know, like, the, the classic, like, opening scene from Scream, right? Mm-hmm. And that made such an impression on me. Like, I, that, I, I was, like, sincerely scared by it. Um, and I usually bring that up as sort of like a memorable well, memory. <laughs> um, but, but when it comes to horror, but after that, it honestly took a little while. I think like in my, in my early teens, like we had sort of like this interest, like me and my friends who would go to like the video rental story and, and that was back in the, in the VHS days. So you had like all the, the Friday thirties and the Texas stuff like the Hellraiser and was just like these impressive covers, you know, and we would rent like a few of them. Um. And it was cool, and we would make, I remember specifically the, that we rented, like, and I think it was part five uh, uh, of Friday uh, the 13th, and then we made, like, a list, like, who got killed and how they got killed, like, me and my brother and some friends. <laughs> um, but after that, it, it kind of, like, took a took. a, yeah, I wouldn't even call it a break, but I, it didn't interest me that much, like, film in general, really until, like, maybe, like, my early 20s, when I sort of, like, rediscovered. Um, movies, I, I guess. And from there, it quickly went into like, more like, hor- I, I think it was during a class, I was studying communication, and multimedia design, we had a class on like scenario, like writing script writing was just like a one off class. And the teacher introduced us to like some more like cult type uh, um, movies. I was like, Oh, this is cool. Because I was kind of like getting used to more mainstream stuff and kind of being not very, like interested by it. So sort of like bored. And then I was, i just discovered this whole world of like cult. I'm like, oh, this is way cooler. And from there, it just went into like low-budget horror. And from there, the well, it just started rolling.
0: How did uh? So so you took a break from cinema, and then you came back to it. How did it evolve into you being a fan of like the extreme horror underground?
1: Um. So yeah, I feel like I was like. I, in my, in my early 20s, I, yeah, I was like maybe twenty twenty one that I started getting more and more with like a specific taste of my own, you know? Um, and it, it really started like at that age, I I started watching like the evil dads and evil stuff like that. Like even like all the, the Nightmare on Elm Street stuff, I hadn't even seen that at, at that point. And it was like, cool, cool, cool. And it was just sort of like a, a rabbit hole from like a more like, popular uh, gore gore type of, of movies and i i feel like in general i just have like an interest in mm, like when it comes to art for example like looking up extremes mm-hmm. and it doesn't even have to be a, a extreme as in like oh as depraved or a, as possible but also like oh what's the uh what's the longest movie ever made like what's the oldest movie what's the um the most expensive the cheapest the this like and and then if you look at if you're looking up extremes and you combine it with the horror genre, and yeah, obviously you're going to run into the, the, the Cannibal Holocaust and the silos and stuff. And I, it was just, like, a little, maybe, like, morbid fascination. I'm like, okay, well, let's see how far they can take it with these movies. Let's see how far I can bring myself to, you know, like, where's my limit? And, um, yeah, I guess I'm still <laughs> sort of looking for... I know now for myself where it is, but, yeah, then that's when I started the Cannibal Holocaust the Salos, Die Spit on Your Grave, The Last House on the Left. And... um yeah that's that's also where where the origin of the the most disturbing movies ever made series is
0: yeah, I definitely can relate to that. I mean I've always been interested in different forms of extremes with cinema too like I used to look up like what's the longest movie ever made and exactly, yeah, and so that's kind of how I got down that rabbit hole too um so from all of that, what inspired you to start a channel and did you intend for it to be a horror channel or did it start did it just kind of like grow into that?
1: It was it was definitely intended to be um a horror channel. before I sort of like rebranded the whole thing to uh, horrible reviews as it's known now. As, as it's known now. Uh the, the original URL I guess for the for the channel was L B horror review. With LB, it stands for low budget. No, mm-hmm. Nobody figured <laughs> that out. But yeah, I no, I like I said when I just started to discover the the evil death and stuff like that, I was just fascinated by the but by the low budget, do it yourself aspect of it all, like I was like, that this is so cool that these are people. They have an idea. They 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 just made it against all odds, low, low budget. Not per se like the best actors, writing, and but but they made fun movies. And so the, the first movie I ever talked about on my channel is Hershel uh, Garland Lewis's Blood Beast, because for me that was like a prime example of like sure it's not a good movie, it's terrible. But it's fun, and like the, the story behind it is so fascinating. And um, I was getting more and more into those type of low budget horror movies. And I was like, I didn't have anyone to talk about it with. Like my friends were like, they, they didn't care for that stuff. So I would tell them like, oh, uh, Blood Feast is like the first splatter movie. And it was Herschel going and it was like, a, like a, he came from there was his background. And they were all like, oh, we don't really care, you know. And um, it was in two thousand eight. And and I was just like, I was studying, like I said earlier, communication and multimedia design. So I learned a little bit of editing myself. And I was like, you know, I can just use this platform, YouTube, which, I mean, obviously was around already at the time, but it was very different than it is right now. I was like, hey, this is kind of ideal. I'll just talk about the movie, say what I want to say, keep it both funny, because I always wanted it to be like funny and entertaining. Um, but also have like some info, like some background information. I'll put it in a video, um, upload it to YouTube. I can just send it to my friends, and they can decide whether or not they want to see it, you know? And um, so it was literally just a a sort of, like, place for me to get get these thoughts out, you know? Like, yeah, it started as a little passion thing. Um, It was definitely intended to be horror, but it was also just intended to share with, like, friends and family, basically.
0: That's awesome, and that's really interesting that you started with Blood Feast. It's almost, like, symbolic, you know, like, the start of your channel, and blood feast is like considered by many to be like the start of like the splat like splatter films i think that's pretty it, it, pretty cool
1: exactly like and, and, and i hold the, the movie dear to my heart for well for the reason that it is i wouldn't even call it a guilty pleasure i'm not per se the biggest fan of the term guilty pleasure because i'm not ashamed to be a fan of blood feast i, I love that movie it's hilarious um but yeah it's indeed also symbolic in a way that for the exact reasons you described That is it is a good one yeah
0: um So, I saw recently you, like, posted, a shared something on social media of you uh, celebrating your first 100 subscribers, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, And I was wondering, at what point did you realize that you, like, you started seeing success with your channel and you kind of realized that you were onto something? Uh,
1: uh, So, it was definitely not back then. Um, Because, yeah, uh, a guy reached out to me, Jeff. Jeff. Jeffrey and 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 he was like excited about this upcoming video that I'm well that I posted uh, uh, that we did yesterday, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh man, I'm excited. You've come so far. I Remember seeing your video that because I gave him a shout out in that video that that hundred subscriber special and that was so I I, I always have all my videos safe so I looked it up because I, I, it's not on like YouTube anymore. Like I put it like I think I deleted it back then, like some like videos I just deleted, um. Mm-hmm. But I looked it up. The video was from 2010. And I started my video with, uh, my channel in two thousand eight, so it took me two years to get to a hundred subscribers, and it's so it's so such a long time ago. I barely remember like getting there, you know. Um, and it was in because the moment that I realized like, hey, I might be onto something here, it was it was early on when I was doing the disturbing movie series mm-hmm. that I sort of saw like a splurge in views an audience and that's when i was like hey this this might actually be something and obviously that's also the reason why um i've been doing that series for so long because that just resonated with people for whatever reason
0: yeah yeah that's awesome um you said earlier uh that that youtube's really changed and it really has i mean the rules and policies have grown Mm -hmm. and evolved over the years and it's become a lot more strict and I was wondering how that's impacted your channel. Has any of your content ever gotten you in trouble with YouTube?
1: Um, yes. I remember the very first time that I noticed that they were strict was when I did a video on, that was like, I think even when I still did them in Dutch, the videos, I don't know if it was that long ago, but it was a Humanoid uh, from the Deep, the, the, the Roger Corman uh, movie. And... I just edited and, and did that one like any other video, but um, there was just some nudity in it because I said, like, well, one of the, the cool things about this movie is like it's typical 80s stuff. It's like gore and boobs. So I guess there was some nudity in, in the edit. And that video got deleted and I think got me like a strike, like the first strike I ever had. And then I was like, oh shit. And I think from there on, I mostly started to, to censor nudity. Um, but the, I sort of like this running joke that I sometimes like bring back in the video in sense. like I, I literally have the theme of, of a Serbian film of the of the main guy like like fucking the girl from behind and slashing their head with a machete and that's all good but as soon as there's like boobs then you know like it's like oh, oh can you show this you know it's, it's such it's such a weird um and yeah like the, the rules man it's nudity is, uh, is like a no-go um but I I can
0: show anything else, basically. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I did a review of a Serbian film. A lot of my videos, actually, like, recently, has been, like, there's been a big spike. Probably, like, eight of my videos have been age-restricted. And I don't yeah, know, I don't mm-hmm. really care. But, yeah, I've really cut back on, like, the amount of gore and stuff that I show. I know that nudity is obviously, like, a big taboo, but I think they're cracking down on gore, too, at this point, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, the... um. Usually, when I upload a new video, even before, I feel like it could have been like checked by an actual person. Um, it, it basically gives me the the demonetization and an age restriction, and I can, you know, you can sort of like appeal them. But it, I, I never really try to like, limit myself to, um, you know, to, to make the the video work better on on YouTube, which is like not a good idea if you want to make it like big, big. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to like make, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I just want to do the videos how I envision them. And then if they're demonetized or if they're age restricted, then so be it. But it does suck because it's not helping your video. Like for the algorithm, you know, like they, they, I guess they just don't really want to push age restricted, demonetized videos and that's unfortunate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you've now completed. Thirty segments within your most disturbing movie uh, ever made series um and with the amount of films that you have now under your belt i was wondering what are some titles that you found to be personally disturbing and what are some of your favorites
1: um the thing is and you probably must experience it in the in, in the same way that i have um having seen <laughs> so much like not saying that i'm like oh i'm, I'm, I'm the expert on it i don't want to like come across as that but you know i i've seen i've seen quite a few of these titles and it's just different getting into this these type of movies in the beginning and how they they impact your you and then it was exactly like 30 videos later like how how movies impact you at that point because i, I often bring up that that cannibal holocaust was one of the movies that made like the, the biggest impression on me because I was sort of new to the more extreme side of like of, of movies, of horror movies, and me first time seeing *Cannibal Holocaust*, I was like, "Holy shit!" You know, like this is insane. And of course, the the animal cruelty had a lot to do with it. But just in general, it's such a like an angry movie, like a it's it's a vile one. And th- that for that reason, that one always stuck to me. But it's it's kind of like an obvious answer. So I was actually I knew that you were probably gonna. Answer. So I was like thinking. And especially with me having done that overview video, um, they're all kind of like more fresh in my head, like the ones that I, I've seen. And stuff like Angst and In a Glass Cage, which aren't per se like the most popular titles, but if, if you talk to like a another fan of, of like, extreme movies, they'll be like, yeah, those are great because they're dark, you know, and... Um, uh, one that I recently sort of discovered because it's still relatively new it's, it's from Germany uh, The Golden Glove I don't know if you've seen that one
0: no I haven't seen that one. Oh, it was that one was
1: like I said like you, you, at some point you, you've seen all these movies and it, it sort of takes a little more to make an impact I guess but mm-hmm. The Golden Glove I was like oh damn this is, this is good I felt like dirty it's a, it's a German a serial killer movie based on a true story and um, I was find like a little itchy with 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 serial killer movies like based on actual serial killers like it's kind of weird that they're sort of like profiting of a serial killer i guess Mm -hmm. um sometimes make them look cool or like there's a weird relationship between that um but the, the golden glove made you absolutely disgusted by what what happened you know it's like such a disgusting dirty movie and i don't know that made me appreciate it even more
0: yeah, I can totally relate to that. I think that once, like, especially if you've seen a whole bunch of these movies, you kind of become desensitized at a point. And so when you see a movie yeah, exactly. that comes out like recently or or whatever, and it and it gives you that visceral feeling, you're like, it's kind of refreshing because it's almost like nostalgic. Um. So. It, it,
1: yeah, exactly. Because that's what you know. That was for me initially. Why yeah. started this journey down this rabbit hole to see, like, oh yeah, like how how far can we go? And um. You are, like, your threshold is a lot further than mine, I think, because obviously, given the content of, of your channel and, and the stuff you talk about, um, it's a lot, even I would say, like, more, actually, more underground than most of the stuff, I guess, like, I, I, I cover. So, I should like, know my limit, and, um, but that's cool. That's why I like, like, talking to, to people like, like you, and, um, well, obviously, you specifically with your channel, but now that i started do, doing Instagram a little more, I follow these people. There's, there's, like, this huge community in, like, the the real, like, underground extreme horror, and it's, it's super interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's funny, like, because people talk about this stuff and they don't realize how deep this goes, you know? It's, like, it's an endless... Like, even within just a specific subgenre, like, people are getting into mixtapes right now, and I'm like, there's literally thousands of mixtapes. It's not just what people have listed on certain kind of things. It's, like you in within horror you can look at just a specific like niche subgenre and you could go down that rabbit hole forever and just focus on that one it's so big and that's what one of the things i thought was cool about the video that you recently came out with the one you came out with yesterday is it kind of allows it's like an overview of everything and then if someone's interested they can dive a little more like you talk about cannibal holocaust you talked about cannibal ferox like there's a whole subgenre of Italian cannibal films, and if someone likes those films, they can kind of go look at that whole genre, which is pretty pretty interesting.
1: Exactly, I, I completely agree, and that was definitely the intention of the video, as well. To, I mean, I I called it like the the beginner's guide, but like I also say in the intro is like, hey, if you've seen all of these movies, you're not a beginner. Like you're you're deep down the rabbit hole already, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, that, that's why I try to put it in different categories. That uh, this your type of stuff. Well, here's something to you know to get you started. Um, but for example, I also did uh, did a um, a category on. I, I think I specifically said it with documentaries and animations, like two of the categories that that are like, hey, I never really went down this rabbit hole. So, hey, this is a start, but there's so much more. But yeah, at some point, it is like you maybe you pick your niche or you just keep it a little more general because yeah otherwise there's just too much and there's too little time you know
0: yeah and i and i thought that was a great approach that you took i mean i i personally don't know that much about disturbing animated films like i saw i'd seen a couple that you listed on there but i was that really opened my eyes and made me be like oh shoot there's like a whole world of this that i should probably check yeah, out yeah yeah, that's cool um and, and i'm oh, sorry you go uh, no go ahead go ahead
1: yeah i know the one thing that i want to say is that because obviously obviously you picked um tumbling bolt pull of flash, he did uh um a, a naked blood, and that like you can go down dead, like I called it sort of like the, the Japanese low fives, like these these shut video, videos, Japanese nineties, mostly 90 stuff, like you can go deep there, and I'm not per se the biggest expert in 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 that field either. But that's why I'm glad that you picked those movies, for example, to talk about, because you're so comfortable with that subject matter. Um, I don't know, like you have some kind of like authority over it. Um, So, yeah, I, I don't know, just another rabbit hole. But yeah, there's so many.
0: Yeah, that's that's kind of like my one of my favorite areas. I really like those films. They're really, (laughs) they're pretty gnarly. (laughs) (laughs) They're (laughs) definitely pretty gnarly. So kind of on the flip side, like the flip other side of the coin with this question is since since you've seen so many of these films, what are some titles that you found to be disappointing or were your least favorite? Because a lot of these films have these huge hypes and everyone talks about them all the time and then you actually sit down and watch it and you're like, that's it, you know? So, what are some titles that gave Ooh. you that kind of feeling?
1: Um, I don't know. I usually do some kind of um, well, research, as in, even if it's just like trying to read all the positive and the negative reviews or at least skim through them so i sort of know what to expect and at some point you have an idea of a movie and and how it fits in for me personally like what i would like and not um for example a a, a nikki nikki the rumor that i would pronounce it? The tumbling doll of flesh um you know that that one online is hyped up to be this and all you know like crazy the story movie and i was initially a little disappointed by that one for example like if you take a specific example um but so much has to do with um expectation expectation management i guess
0: mm-hmm.
1: um going into these movies it's um i feel like it's the same thing with for example a it's, it's an maybe like low hanging fruit but like a, a megan is missing you know how that one is especially now it made like a sort of resurgence like it got popular on tiktok and people talk it up to be this what this is this this is this is crazy. This is really disturbing. The movie is pretty terrible, in my opinion. You know, like sure that the ending is kind of like messed up, but the the majority of the movie is not very well made, and it completely takes you out of any like suspense of, of disbelief to make make it effective. Um, it it happens every now and then. I, I I can't even really think of too many that are like that. Were were like really really disappointed. I often go in. Some of these movies, expecting me not to like them, but that I just at least I've seen them, you know, and I can cover them on the channel. Um, yeah, I don't know, no, not not like huge disappointment that I can think of.
0: Yeah, I think where a lot of that comes from is people from the mainstream who don't really know these films, and the, and the film gets gets mainstream attention. Like Megan is Missing is, I think, is a perfect ex- perfect example, is. Most of the people that are saying Megan is missing is the most gnarly thing ever. Probably haven't seen August Underground or Cannibal Holocaust. You know, it's that's to them that is their the craziest thing they've ever seen. Which is fine, but then it trickles down into our community and us being so having seen so many of these films, you kind of like you kind of roll your eyes at it. Yeah,
1: and I feel like especially with the um, with specifically with Megan is missing, it sort of became. It's become sort of like an inside joke within people that are more into the extreme movies that they're like, oh, how cute, look at these kids discovering Megan is (laughs) Missing and stuff, you know? Uh, But it's all good. You have to start somewhere.
0: Yeah, I mean, that might be an entry point for a lot of people to discover this kind of stuff, Mm -hmm, which I I think is fine, but it was funny to me seeing Megan is Missing blow up because I was like, this movie's been out for a decade and no one's been talking about it. (laughs) And then all of a sudden it... Yeah.
1: Exactly. I feel like uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's um Adam from, from your movie sucks dot org. He did he did a for me sort of like an end like the ultimate making is missing review and he just he just like pulverizes that movie. Like he completely like oh uh, it's such it's such a funny video and I was like, Yeah, that's that's what everybody thinks of this movie. But then like so many years later, uh oh, there it is again.
0: That's awesome. I'll have to check that out.
1: Mm-hmm. And honestly, the review is like eight years old or so by now. It's funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so talking about trends, basically, because I think Make is, is Missing was kind of a trend. One of the biggest trends that's going on in the horror YouTube community right now is the disturbing movie Iceberg. And I was wondering, what are your thoughts on that, this trend and its popularity?
1: So, um, yeah, I, I, I've I been thinking a lot about... For me, when I noticed that this was a trend, was basically, for me, it all started with Wendigoons' video. You know the one that I'm talking about, right? It was yeah. a big release like, maybe like five months ago. Like It blew the hell up. Like It's up to like almost 4 million views right now. <laughs> and the thing is, I think that video is from February this year, like around that time. And I remember specifically because I just started getting the ball rolling for this um, big collab video that we released yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because in February, I started reaching out to people that I thought would be cool to be part of it. And when, when I started that, I, I I knew that I still had to do I think the last two or three parts of the Disturbing Movie series, like 28, 29, and 30, I still had to do them, but I, I thought like I'll just get the ball rolling for this big collab. And then I saw this video, that Wendigoon video blow up, and it was kind of what I was planning on doing. So I was like, shit, you know, like someone beat me to it. Um, and I, I've, I've talked to Wendy sends since like a bunch, you know, obviously he's in the video as well. And, and he's like a super cool dude. And I really like his takes, um, the movie that he did for the video. But in all honesty, the iceberg video, I was a little disappointed by the one that he did because it was relatively like, like quick takes on it. And, um, like for example you did the whole like Snop r73 like let's get rid of all the, the misinformation and you know like he he could have done maybe like more research for that initial iceberg video mm-hmm. and that was the thing but it resonated with so many people and i got so many messages and comments hey are you gonna do your take on it what, what, what did you see and i was like dude i i can't tell these people but i'm working on something similar which i think is going to be just as cool if not more you know but i it, it, i just knew it was gonna take months before i uh, was able to finish it but at the same time i am happy about these this new trend because i feel like oh maybe let me just write it even though i've been doing these disturbing movies for like 10 years hey maybe it'll help my channel as well like if people want to see disturbing movies like hey that's kind of what i've been doing for all these years you know
0: yeah yeah i think i think it's and- go ahead go ahead
1: so yeah, about the, the, the actual like content of the, the the iceberg. You know, the, the lower tiers is what you say, like, it's, it's such a completely different niche of, of I don't even I wouldn't even like to call them disturbing movies, you know, like mixtapes and stuff like that. That's definitely past my threshold of what I want to see, you know, you you, you know, that stuff. And that's, that's why I love that uh, R 73 video you did like it shows that you're like an authority on 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 the subject matter and like everybody's now like whoa deep web shit yo this and this and that you like you know like i don't know it's it's kind of like double the, the the video got so popular and now everybody jumps on the bandwagon and, and it's the same like you and me and other some people that are in it for like a long and it's not about like elitism or like gatekeeping but it's it's you know you know what i mean right
0: yeah yeah i definitely do i mean I feel like a lot of people just gravitated towards those films because they're at the bottom tier and so people think that it's this it's almost like legendary or or there's like almost kind of like a lore around those films even though in reality they're just burned DVDs of shit people downloaded off of like bestscore.com you know it's not it's not this exactly. secret thing they're just stupid video it's like a it's just lazy i think <laughs> like i don't know
1: yeah, yeah, and that's uh huh. And that's why, you know, like I I, I, I always say that I'm I'm a big fan of cinema in general, you know, like it's 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 such a beautiful art form and when you come to those volunteers, like there's none of the artistry left anymore. And that's why I don't really care for it. I I also just as soon as it's like real life gore, I, I also just I, I can't stand it in the sense that like I, it's just too much. Like it makes me honestly like feel sick and I just
0: don't want to see it you know yeah I, I totally understand that I mean if I watch that stuff for for any period of time really it kind of makes it just puts me in a depressed mood you know it makes you yeah very nihilistic mm-hmm. and just think the world's awful <laughs> and um,
1: yeah it, it, even more than you probably are normally already think, <laughs>
0: yeah. so yeah um so I think this is a good transition into you talking about your video so for those who are new to this or listening right now uh, yesterday you dropped an epic three hour and 40 minute long collab video called The Ultimate Beginner's Guide to Disturbing Movies and it featured YouTubers from all over the world and uh, I mean you are expressed it already you've been working on this for months and I was wondering where did the inspiration kind of come from and what was the what was the process of putting this all together.
1: Uh yeah, I am I'm so even like excited to talk about this one because it has been so long in the in the making. I'm so happy that we that was able to drop it yesterday and that has been uh well received so far. Um so I started doing this disturbing movie series in twenty twelve, so almost ten years ago, and yeah, like early this year I was even like these past few years or so, like I sometimes have trouble with like, where, where do I want to take the channel and then I do some like, for example, a recent one that I well, I feel like it's recent, but it's probably like two years ago already. Uh, was for example, the video uh, video I did on the on the Black Emmanuel series. Mm-hmm. And I love this video because it was oh, I mean, they're still pretty disturbing, some of them, obviously. But I had so much fun like watching and rewatching some of the movies, um, researching, writing, like making that video, and I was like, oh, I kind of want to focus on more, like, other stuff. But the, the disturbing movies, because they just get the most views. So at some point, it was like, yeah, I must have been at part 27 or so. I was like, you know what? Let me just wait, work my way up to 30. Because I'm, you know, like, I, I'm i always, like, com- comfortable in round numbers. So I was like, 30 is, it's, it's no 50, it's no 25, but 30. It's nice. Like, let me get there and, yeah, maybe do something big to... I always sort of thought and still see it as, like, the... The, my magnum opus when it comes to disturbing movies and uh, hey, people want disturbing movies, now I can just be like, hey, go to that video. That's like three and a half hours worth of disturbing movies. And for me to then give a break, give it a break, the disturbing movies and focus on some other stuff. Mm-hmm. Because at, at some point it was also like, you know, I just have like a full-time job and I, I love doing the, the YouTube channel, but all the movies that I cover, even if I've seen them before, I rewatch them for the for the video um so at some point it was just like I, w- I was just watching movies because i was going to cover them on the on the youtube channel so just oh, oh more disturbing movies there's more than da, da, da. that's like that's why i said like i had so much fun doing the black and money well because some of them i hadn't seen i really wanted to see them for a long time so i had a good excuse to see them talk about it um but i'm, I'm i just kind of like I'm a sort of like burnout when it comes to d- disturbing movies you know mm-hmm. um so i figured i'll just do this big video i'll cover I'll get like 200 titles, you know, like basically all the ones that I've covered plus some more. But then I figured like, hey, if I'm going to do that, I have to do it the right way I have to like, because it's going to be such a big thing, maybe involve the community in it. And, and that's when I just started reaching out to people that basically people that I follow, um, that, that I admire, that I think would be a good contribution to the, um, um to, the, to the, you know, like the overall project. Uh, to, to my surprise, like, the majority almost all of the people that I reached out to they were like, they were down, they were happy to be part of it. And I, that, that was super exciting. And it just sucked them because when people started saying, oh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll be in and they pick movies to cover. And I was like, I was so excited, but I knew it was going to take months before <laughs> I would share it with the world, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you sent you sent out that whole list and you were talking. And when you, sent, when you contacted me about it, I was like, this is, I was like, I was not envious of the amount of editing that you were going to have to do, <laughs> like, but it turned out so amazing, man! It was a great job, but and it was so cool that you reached out to all kinds of people. I mean, you reached out to really big YouTubers, and then you reached out to to smaller YouTubers, and I think it really kind of brought the horror YouTube community together. I think it was a really good service that you did.
1: Yeah, thanks, and and again, thanks for for being part of it because, like I told you before, uh, just like one moment when, when we were talking, like. I don't know, with you, and uh, I even, I discovered you relatively late, but I almost immediately fell in love with your style and, and content. It's like, oh, I, I can't do this video without having uh, cinema's underbelly in it, you know, it don't even make sense <laughs> to me. And um, some of the bigger ones, what's sort of like a risk? Well, I'm not saying a risk, but it was just like, hey, if, if I don't try, you know, I'll never know. But for, Because, like, for example, Spooky Rice, he's, he's been blowing up crazy in the... Um, disturbing movies uh, seen on, uh, on YouTube, and and I really like his, his approach. And but I also figured like, hey, if I can get him on board, people are gonna like that, you know. Um, and so when I reached out to him, he and I was actually kind of surprised that he said like, dude, of course. Uh, like I saw your channel; it's always been like an inspiration for me to do these movies on YouTube. And I was like, I was like kind of under honored, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. Like. No, I felt the same way, man. Like when you when you invited me on and then you told me about the other people that were gonna be on there, like Bloodbath and Beyond and Spooky Rice, I was like, Holy mm-hmm. shit. I was like, this is this is awesome, you know? And
1: Yeah, and and yeah, and it and it is cool because like you say, it is really a, a community and I I've learned that now more than ever. For example, Spooky Rice in his take on uh um women what's it called? Women slash my my red gub Yeah. I uh, can I can he even said at the end, right? Like, oh, but if you really want to dig into the stuff, check out Cinema Thunderbell. Like, he knows this shit. And, like, you know, like all these channels know each other. And it's, it, it, yeah, super cool.
0: Yeah, it's awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, when you wrote to me, I was like, is this who I think it is? And then I, like, looked it up. I was like, no way. <laughs> that's really cool. Cause I've been yeah, watching your you're... stuff for a while, man. I've been watching you f- since pretty early on. So. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's so cool. Yeah.
1: That, that, and, it's It's so difficult to get visibility in, especially on YouTube with this type of content, like I, I'm not quite sure how I found out about yours, probably through another channel, and then I'm like, hey this this is good stuff. like why do I not know about this? like do I, how do I, how do I search for this stuff? you know it's It's difficult.
0: Yeah, it is difficult. but I think I think one thing that your video showcased that I think is really cool is that even though we're all kind of covering the same topic we all bring something different and unique to the table. Like, you bring something different. Spooky Rice brings something different. Like, the horror geek, he's got his whole approach to it as well. And so it's, like, a lot of different flavors all kind of covering the same topic, which I think is really interesting. Like, I don't – my videos aren't funny, and I, I'm not really very funny. <laughs> I, if I tried, I think I would oh, embarrass true. myself. But I bring kind of a, a my own flavor to the table, and it's it's really cool. It was really cool to kind of just see all the – like. May, Nick's fears, like she's got her whole approach to it too, and it was just cool, all the different personalities that exist, like that all of the same I, topic.
1: I I completely agree, and I mean, you know this as well. The the way I approach everybody, I when when I explained to them what I would expect from their segment, I told everybody please do it as much in your own style as possible. Do it how you would do it for your own channel. Uh, if you use background music give me that if you don't use background music i also won't put mine under it i just want it to feel like representative of of what you do and uh, yeah like you say there's so many different approaches to it and and that's that's the reason i i reached out to these people because i like their style and i don't want them to change their style to fit in this video because i figured like it's gonna work it's gonna work out itself you know and and it did i feel
0: yeah, man, you made you did make you made something awesome. I think it's gonna like it already had so many people watching it already, but I I could see this going viral. I think I think I'm like got my fingers crossed, waiting to see like what's gonna happen. But I think like this could be like the next like the Windigoon iceberg. This could be like the Windigoon iceberg where it blows up.
1: Yeah, uh, and I and I don't um, assume that it will. Like it, it would be super awesome. Obviously, um, it's it's gonna be. Because when the gun he played it, that's smart. He he played it relatively safe. I feel with the iceberg video, not showing too like not showing graphic content at all, and even in the way he worded reviews, he wouldn't be like, oh, there's like people being raped and this and then he's more like, oh, and there's people are being arred and stuff like. Because yeah. even that's probably like a, a better approach. But then again, I wanted to do it. Yeah, I, I just I didn't, I didn't want to bush it, beat around the bush. I wanted to, like this is it. These are the type of movies. Uh, yeah, YouTube is not going to like this, and it might influence on on how well it does. But I don't know. I f- I feel like people will find this video regardless if if they yeah
0: if if this is necessary. Yeah, I mean, especially with like Reddit and stuff, I think that's where a lot of attention comes from. Is like, yeah, you've got the YouTube algorithm, but you've just got people who are sharing it on different social media platforms, and that I think that could help it blow up too.
1: That's true. Let's let's have we'll be cool definitely. <laughs>
0: So you you've you've kind of talked about this already and you mentioned at the end of that video that you kind of have um, you kind of want to maybe go into a different direction with the channel. And I was wondering, what can we expect? What what are what are some plans that you have for the channel moving forward? Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely even on the on, on on short term, like short like uh, nearby future, definitely a little break from the disturbing movie. So, the next video is not going to be like part 31, you know? Like, I'm just gonna let it be for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm actually kind of like excited about to cover is these. I call them because I found like a playlist from this film critic that uh, I'm Jason something is his name. I must, uh, I'm blanking on a little bit, but he made a letterbox, um, list. Mm-hmm. And it, it, he called it like outsider art, uh, outsider cinema, outsider art. And it, it's these these sort of like misguided, Ill, ill-attempted ill passion vanity projects that are just, there is a specific type of so bad it's good. You know, like because when you talk so bad it's good, obviously you're going to talk about the, the rooms and then the room is one of the things that I still love that movie, but it, it, it's become so popular that it's sort of like tainted its it legacy its legacy in a, in, in a little bit, you know? Um, but recently, I through that list, I found this that film director called, he just he called himself C-TOM, like lowercase C-T-O-M. Mm-hmm. Um, this weird, obscure film made. He made like four features. Um, and Song of the Blind Girl was the one that I found out. And I couldn't get my hands on it. Like I had to order like a physical copy from Amazon. But just what I read about it, that it was like such a weird strangely problematic so bad it's good conspiracy theories thrown in everything type of movie I was like oh this sounds crazy and I ended up watching the whole filmography of the guy like this is nobody talks about this, nobody knows this and it's it's such fascinating weird cinema and that's more the type of stuff that uh I want to focus on this other filmmaker that I've I've seen two features of now uh Damon Damon Packard he did a reflection of evil. Is I think like his magnum opus. It's just insane cinema. And I've seen another movie that he did. It's it's such weird stuff. It's it's not per se good. It really is a like outsider art. I kind of want to focus on that stuff. But it's it's also um, stuff like the other a little while back. I, I watched um, Science Craze. Have you have you heard of that one? No, I've not. It's this shot on video. Is it like late seventies, early eighties? um like a shot on video horror movie and like literally for like no money it's honestly one of the worst movies i've ever seen in my entire life it's so undescribably bad and, and hard to sit through but funny to talk about <laughs> um you know like that's the kind of stuff i want to focus on more it's sort of like specific niche within the so bad it's good um sometimes so bad it's terrible like <laughs> a science great um I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think like um, even even maybe a, 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 the films of Ed Wood, something like that. You know, everybody knows Plan Nine and and maybe um, uh, Glenn or Glenda or but he he's done a bunch more. Um, and I kind of like Ed Wood. I I I recently I finally saw uh, Jailbait and oh uh oh, Damn, I'm blanking on the on the last one. Um, I kind of like those movies. They're charming, you know. And yeah, it's it's just more that that type of movie that i think
0: i want to focus on for a little while that's really exciting man that's really cool i'm excited to check those out one thing you might be interested in is um marcus cook who did Bloodshock from the american guinea pig series and he made a uh, hundred tears uh, he did the mm-hmm. gore effects mm-hmm. for, for my movie barf bunny he made a mixtape series uh called m the mk ultra series and it's not like the the mixtapes that we've been talking about it's like a really stylized edited collection of just weird things that you find on the internet and like weird VHS videos and stuff like i wouldn't even call it horror it's just fucking completely bizarre yeah. and weird and so that might be something that you'd be interested in checking out too whether that sounds like right up the alley of what you're kind of talking about is like weird art art style projects so i just figured i'd throw that out that, that is
1: cool um how do they call it call yeah well, all of myself mk mk something how did you call it
0: Mk Ultra, Mk Ultra Mix. Uh,
1: okay, oh, I think I might have seen the title, but you know, like, it's, like it's, as soon as I see like, oh, mixtape, I associate it with well, yeah, what what most people associate these, these mixtapes with, but that actually sounds fun. It's just like like a collection of bizarros, stuff.
0: Yeah, it's just like weird, like I don't know, just weird like videos from the internet or weird VHS tapes that he's collected from yeah. like thrift stores and stuff, and he just kind of edited it all together, and it's just. It's it's a lot of fun. It's like something you'd pu- put on like in the background to play at a party or something, you know.
1: Exactly. Ah, oh, that's cool. Oh that that's that sounds I I don't think I was familiar with that. That that sounds intriguing. I'm gonna definitely look into that.
0: Yeah, I'll send you a trailer later. Later after we're done yeah, talking. Yeah,
1: cool. I think like sort of like on an unrelated note. It's it's been a while back, but um Marcus Cog Cog, how do you pronounce his last name?
0: Cook like C O O K.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um he he did reach out to me at some point, and, but then I, I wasn't too familiar with it. Did he work on um, Bouquet of Guts and Gore, like the first, what's it called, the first American guinea pig? Did he do the special effects on that one too, or?
0: Yeah, he did the special effects on that one as well.
1: Yeah, okay, because I think he reached out maybe shortly after I did my review on the first American guinea pig, and I kind of, like, shitted on the movie, <laughs> but he was like, um, he said, like, hey, dude, fair enough. And then he told me about, like, that he did, like, 100 Tears. And 100 Tears is one of those movies that, I mean, you know, I'm kind of fascinated. I've still not seen it, but I, I know that these movies are mostly about awesome gore effects. And I kind of want to, I am I'm curious, you know, and, and and it's exciting that you got to work with him on, on, on your movie.
0: Yeah, him and I are, are pretty good friends at this point, and we work on a bunch of stuff together. And he's, like, a really good effects artist and, like, 100 Tears. I, yeah. Like I'm not really into the whole like killer clown subgenre, but he—it's such—it's a gnarly bloodbath splatter film. Like it's almost—I would compare it to almost like, uh, Dead Alive. Just like tons of blood and gore. Wow. It's like off. the... Yeah. yeah. It's fun. It's a fun movie.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's why I—I I, I don't know why I yeah why I never sat down to watch it because it does sound like right up my alley. Like I also don't care for killer clowns at all, but I figure like, again, you know. You, Got to have some story. <laughs> but then, for example, oh, what was the other clown movie that recently came out Um, that was like super gory? Damn, I'm blanking on a lot of titles right now. Uh, do you know which one I'm referring to?
0: Uh, Torment came um, out, which was like everyone got upset because it had like a lot of gay rape in it. People got upset about that one. And then there's... What? Is... what? Yeah, so that was Torment. I'm, I'm... That's from Unearthed Films. They have like a too extreme for mainstream label. And so they mm. released it, and it's like, it's kind of like supposed to be influenced by the John Wayne Gacy thing, but it's basically like a clown who like, rapes and kills men, and people got like really upset because oh. it's got some pretty like explicit, like you actually see like anal penetration in the movie, and so people. Oh got, no,
1: that, that that one I don't know then. That sounds.
0: 2010,
1: um, <laughs> terrifier was the one that I meant. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, terrifier, yeah. That's that's another one. I mean, I I'm not f- that familiar with that genre, so. but I, No, I no, don't.
1: exactly. But that because that one, I I ended up watching because people said like, oh, this is this awesome, like gore, like it's super over the top gory, and that's what I liked about that. And I feel like yeah, that we should just watch a hundred tear though, probably even if I don't care for the 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 clown aspect of it, if there's like great gore effects in it, yeah, I have to give it a go.
0: Yeah. Like even just watch the trailer and you'll be like, oh, okay. This looks this looks funny. <laughs> yeah, like oh I know that yeah, now we're talking. <laughs> um so another question I have is so what are some of the things like your interests and passions outside of YouTube and horror movies?
1: Um oh, that's 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 a nice question because whenever we talk about the, the channel they, that's not where they go. So um I'm um I think for for my work, I do uh, motion graphics animation, and I love that stuff. Like it's a very specific type of two D motion graphics animation. I, I I find that very interesting. Mostly uh, because it's my work. I don't do too much of it outside of work because I'm like, well, yeah, like this is my, my time off. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, uh, and it's, it's different from like animate because I don't watch that many animated movies. But like this very, like well designed motion graphics animation. I just like oh, like it's, it's beautiful to me, and and I, and I love that stuff. But besides that, I'm 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 a huge um, hip hop fan. Like I'm, it's it's I've been a, a big hip hop fan for like I don't know, probably since my early teens. So probably like like twenty years, and I've been like listening very actively to to hip hop. And I, I love making like doing or like you know, like curated playlists or like I've, I've made a bunch of like mixes myself and just put them on 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 YouTube to share with people. And I feel like they are sort of well curated in the sense that. I feel like I sort of know what I'm talking about <laughs> when it comes to like like hip hop and um and sometimes it's, it's frustrating and I also don't want to be like how as, as they call it, like an old head who is like stuck in the like oh everything was better in the '90s because I just love the '90s hip hop the, the sound and it's it's just very different compared to what's popular right now yeah um but I try to I try to keep up to date but yeah like I have a huge huge love for. Starting like late 80s up to like late 90s like hip-hop i i, I love it so much like a lot of my time goes into discovering more hip-hop listening like organizing it in my personal playlist and, and stuff like that um that's, that's that's a big passion for me as well and i have that the same with um, a very specific era of um uk garage and grime it's, it's it's a little different niche of music but in the early 2000s let, let's say from like well, let's say maybe from two thousand two thousand five, there was this very, there was a lot of happening in in the UK dance scene, you know, and then specifically from garage onward to what evolved into dubstep and and, and grime. But then, like those early years of those genres, I love that. Like I'm absolutely fascinated with
0: it. stuff. that's awesome. Is uh, is your interest in hip hop where your slogan "What's Up, Gangsters" came from?
1: Um, uh, <laughs> so I don't know where that came from. I, at some point, I I. I kind of wanted to not to say like retire it, but I started not using it in every video anymore. But then I got comments like, "Hey, are, are we not gangsters anymore? Like, why? Why? Where's why, why the what's up gangsters?" I mean, it does probably come from me growing up with my friends, like white middle class European, happy-go-lucky, you know, like no worries in the world, and then little, growing up listening to like NWA and all that gangster shit. I like get super. It's silly in a way, but sometimes we're like, "Oh yeah, gangster!" Shit isn't that? It probably comes from that. Like, yeah what's up, gang?" I, I saw recently someone think, thinking that I took it from a super bad, you know, where where Fogel is his name, where he's like, "Oh, what's up, gangsters?" Like early in the movie.
0: Oh yeah, and I'm yeah. like, oh
1: shit, yeah, he, he does say that as well, but that's not where I I I got it from. I think it was just like you say, like maybe that me and my friends were just like like joking about like, "Yo, gangsters!" Isn't that? Because we were because I'm such the opposite of you know
0: yeah i think it's funny i like it i think it it definitely kind of like adds a little bit of like flavor to your channel like kind of kind of like right off the gate shows kind of your personality and why your videos are so fun i
1: uh, thanks man that's yeah i I, i've come again to embrace it like i said it was a period that i found like a little cringy and like like silly but now i'm like you know, like I cannot start my video with like click, click, opening a beer and be like, "What's up, gangsters?" <laughs> like I, I just accepted it, and now I kind of like it again.
0: Uh, what is what is your thoughts? If you since you're so into uh, hip hop, what are your thoughts on like modern modern hip hop, like mumblecore rap and stuff like that?
1: I'm not. Uh, I'm I'm not per se the biggest fan. Um, obviously, as in. Um... I don't know the 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 best, and it's not even that I grew up on on the '90s stuff, you know, because I'm I'm from um I'm from '87. Am I saying that correct? '87, yeah. So even by the late '90s, I started like independently listening to hip hop more, like in my like my early so it's like in the early 2000s, you know. So it's not like the '90s are per se nostalgic for me, but I just love that that sound, and and I feel with with, with like the the '90s era, it's it was way more maybe like true to the um, hip hop community and it was more about it, it, it was like more real and that's like the, the wackest thing to say but like a lot of these hip hop right now like at least that's like blowing up that's popular it doesn't have that i feel like less to do with, with the culture and they might not know the history of the genre and sometimes it's just like easy to make this type of hip hop because it is popular and it'll get your views and money i guess and because there's nothing wrong with modern hip hop. Like the sound that I like, if you dig deep enough, you don't even have to dig that deep. People are still making that, that, that 90s boom bap hip hop nowadays, you know? It's just, it, does, it, it gets less airplay. Um, and, and, and I guess it's all trends. Because in the, in the early 2000s, for example, when you had like the whole bling bling era of hip hop, I don't care for that hip hop either. But that was just a wave that came. And, the, and now the mumble chorus more and like all the, the trap, the dirty, style trap stuff. Um, I guess it just it comes and it goes and the, the the current trends are just not per se my style of hip-hop i'd say
0: yeah yeah i def I feel that for sure i mean yeah i don't really listen to any of that kind of music but i do, I do feel yeah. like mumblecore is a little bit lazy it feels like i mean i think one yeah, thing it, that it, sticks it, out with hip-hop and rap is is the lyrics you know and i feel like if you diminish the lyrics it's almost like listening to just like dubstep or something like it's just the beat yeah yeah
1: it it is definitely it feels like more um like more like club music i guess mm-hmm. and i i'm like this rent just now i'm doing it at the risk of coming across like again like elite sort of like gatekeeper ish because i do not i I, I, don't, I don't i try not to do that at all um but and and it's it's cool that that i mean it's so weird that hip-hop is basically the the pop music of, of this era it's, it's more popular than it ever was and in a way i'm like i'm happy about that because it's also like a, uh you know like an entry and you know people need a i also started probably with with like mainstream hip-hop hearing it on, on mtv and stuff and from there i i just found my own personal preferences that so it's great that it's, it's it's big but i also don't want people like if i tell people oh i love hip-hop that like what what's popular now that they think like oh so that's what I mean so I'm like well not not that you know
0: yeah yeah. So, with you saying that you work uh, in animation, one question I always ask people when I find out that they work in like media is how does that kind of affect you when you watch um, content that involves your craft? You know, so if you watch an animated film or you watch something that has the kind of animation that you do, does it kind of can you look at that and be like, "Oh, they did a bad job," or um, "Oh, they did a good job"? Does that like uh, impact your ability to watch any kind of content?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It it, it does. And um, for so, yeah, specifically with with animation, and and so the, the type of animation I do, like it, it's sort of like hard to describe, but it's 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 not um it's it's not like character driven, like not per se story driven. It's it's like explainer videos, but like make it to make it like graphically like interesting. Um, but and and it's all two D. Like I I know that the pipeline of a three D animation production, even like short, like co- commercials or whatever, like it's it's a hell um, <laughs> of, of a lot of work. So when I see like these big budget um, movies that have like like um, CGI in it, it, it mostly often just baffles me, like how they've done it, because I I know and I understand like how. M- what a crazy amount of work goes into it and you know like my laptop it it starts almost exploding when i'm exporting like a a short like two minute, uh 2d animation video and it (laughs) takes like an hour to export it like like imagine having to export the final render for a for the latest pixar movie i'm like holy shit, you know that that it's crazy and it i find it highly impressive how, how far it has come especially like like cgi specifically But the other day at work, I was talking that we were talking about Jurassic Park, for example, you know, that was like a milestone in in the usage of um, incorporation of of CGI. But what I love about um, Jurassic Park compared to a lot of like modern stuff is um, they use CGI where it wasn't possible to do uh, practical effects, you know, Mm -hmm. so for example, when you have like a a total shot of the T-Rex, like obviously, or like any dinosaur, it has to be uh, done with the computer. But when it's just like the mouth or like the the the, the 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 cloth or so it's it's like still like animatronics and i love how they incorporated it and i feel like now it's it's, it's so easy to just like you know let's just shoot this whole movie against the green screen and we'll, we'll figure it out in post and obviously it's more complicated than that but i don't know like and cgi has to be done well you know and, and a lot of it is well but sometimes when they like in horror movies when they start using cgi for like blood splurks and stuff i'm like dude like you could have done this practical effect, like, so easy, it would have been so much better.
0: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I've seen a couple of horror movies where they had, like, a, a CGI blood splat on the wall, and I was like, how hard would it have been to just throw <laughs> blood on the wall?
1: <laughs> yeah, I like, feel like, I, I, yeah, then, like, maybe it might have even been cheaper. Like, it's obviously, like, you can always be like, oh, we'll figure out it in post. And yeah, like, you have much more options, but... I don't know if it's going to help your project, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily make it any better. It might be opinion it often makes it worse.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so kind of going back to your channel for a second or just YouTube in general, uh, what's some advice that you would give someone who's starting out a YouTube channel, who's trying to, to make, to find success. Do you have any words of advice or any thing that you would advise people not to do? Uh,
1: <laughs> I was just about to say one thing that I should advise them not to do is probably follow my advice because um, I I have not changed with YouTube over the years as much as I should have had if I wanted to make it like bigger I guess um, because I was always just like with with them getting more strict and and uh, and on, on like content and I'm like oh, I don't like this I just want to make the content how I want to do it and people in the past have told me, well, I'll then go to, like, Big tube or go to, like, this and there. I'm like, yeah, but there is no one there. No one's going to watch my videos over there. Like, I have to use YouTube because that's where the audience is, but they also limit you so much. Um, so, in a way, even though it's not even, like, my honest personal advice, I would tell people, especially if you want to get started right now, like, hey, look at what works. And if you want to make it big, yeah, then don't show, like, sallow scenes of people eating poop and stuff you know because that's not gonna get your video very far but um what i do always have said in the past and i do still stand by it is that if um if if you make videos um prepare them like write a script like i write almost every single word of my like my videos is like every single word is like scripted um it, it, for some people, it works better like a free-flowing format, but you have to be good at that, I, and I don't think everybody is. Um, and it, for me personally, I watch rather watch a well-written video rather than a rambling that doesn't really flow all that well. Um, and besides that, what I usually say is, make sure that you at least love your own videos. That you know, I, when I finish a video, I love watching them back. You know, like I'm like, oh, this is this is a cool video. This is a funny video. Like, if you don't even have that with your own video, then, like, you shouldn't expect other people to like it either. That's, you know, like, it's it's, it's I don't know if that is completely true, but if you, yeah, like, make the stuff that you would want to see. I think that is kind of important. And sure, you can be like, oh, I have to do something that um not everybody is doing yet. You have to find something new. But a lot of, specifically for, like, Disturbing Movies, there's more channels popping up and... Yeah, they they are, it's, it's not even that, like, oh, yeah, of course you're going to cover Irreversible or, like, a Serbian film. But, yeah, do your take on it, you know? Like, it's, it's not a bad thing to talk about stuff that's been discussed before. Just bring your, your own thing to the table.
0: Yeah, I think that's really good advice. And every, like, every content creator that I know has, like, it's funny that you br- bring this up. Like, I watch my video, like, after I upload my video, I'll watch it, like, eight times. Just because I'm, like, <laughs> proud of what I've done, you know? And everyone I talk to says they do the same thing. And so I agree, like, if you're proud of what you've made, then then you're confident that other people are going to like it too. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah that's, I mean, yeah, imagine making a video, like, well, hmm, let, let me just put it out there. We'll see how people react. Like, no, yeah, no, like, that, that's not the right attitude. And plus, yeah, like, I mean, well, you know this, you've you noticed this probably yourself as well. The process itself isn't even always fun, the process of making them, because I'm always, like, excited watching the movie and then oh uh, and then oh I'm starting writing the script, it's cool, cool. But then I'm starting editing, like, oh, this is a lot of work and I have to record it and like oh the recording didn't sound oh shit, I have to redo retakes. And like it is still it is work. But then when the video comes together, like you say you rewatch it a couple of times, like oh it was worth it. It was worth all the all the work and uh, yeah, I'm excited to share, share it with uh, with an audience.
0: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. So uh, I don't really have any more questions. I was, do you have any final thoughts that you would like to say, or anything you'd like to plug, um, or say anything to your fans before we come to a close?
1: Um, well, you can look me up on YouTube. <laughs> I'm, it's, it's, I'm I'm horrible reviews on YouTube. I've I've been talking about the Survey Movie for a while, and yeah, I recently did. Uh, well, yesterday we posted uh, the the uh, Ultimate Beginners Guide to the Survey Movie. Um, check it out like um we did a we did a live yeah we did a live premiere and like a lot of people were in in, in the live chat and it, it was such a cool community i noticed and like a lot of people knew each other and yeah that sounds like fun like come over to the channel it's it's honestly a, a a great little community and um just don't expect yeah like just know that i might take a little break from the survey movies but um yeah, it's, it it's great. It's it's a great community, and I'm uh, you know I'm kind of like proud to be a part of it. As as cliche and corny as it sounds, like it is true. Like I really noticed that yesterday, kind of the during the premiere.
0: Yeah, the premiere was a blast, and it was so fun. Like having the different parts come up, and everyone just talk about, like react to everything. Like I I remember the review that I did for, um, tumbling doll of flesh, and I talk about uh tumbling doll of shit, and everyone was like, disgusted. <laughs> <It> was like- <laughs>
1: Everybody was like pee pee poo poo in the comments. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was a blast. Well, man, I enjoyed our conversation. Yeah, it no, was. No, no, no. And uh, I had a lot of fun talking with you. And uh, thanks for all your insight and spending time talking about your history and everything that you've done, man. Um, I wish you the best for the future, and I have, I hope you have a good night.
1: Thanks, man. I uh, really appreciate you having me on. I had, I had a blast, and uh, you know, I'll I'll be hitting you up soon uh, just to like continue our conversation, even in private. But uh, yeah, I'm having a blast talking to you, man. So it's, uh, i'm glad
0: thank you awesome man <laughs> thanks bye thank you thank you for listening to this episode of the uneasy terrain explorers club if you're interested in checking out my other work please subscribe to my youtube channel cinemas underbelly where i analyze and review obscure obscene and controversial cinema as well as check out my label putrid productions until next time this is the uneasy terrain explorers club